Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hey, everybody, it's Shep Hyken back again with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Excited today because, oh, we have an amazing guest. I, I, I love these interviews because it's like she's not only in the trenches and that she has been involved in customer service for so many years, but now she's broken out and she's teaching her ways to the world. She's got a lot to share with us. Before I introduce you to her, let me tell you a little bit about, well, you know what the announcements are if you've heard me before. If you have any questions or you want to share a story, just go to any of the social media channels. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. If it's a question, use the hashtag AskShep and I'll answer the questions you send in either uh, right there in the social channel, maybe on this show or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV. Uh, the episodes are now on YouTube and you can go to beamazing.tv and you can see all of, I guess, the first season and a couple of this season. We're in a, a season number two. And by the way, I'm excited to have today's interview because Christine Trippi, who is going to be talking with us in just a moment, is going to be a guest on Be Amazing or Go Home, the TV show. So you're going to hear on Amazing Business Radio, Be Amazing or Go Home. You're going to hear her everywhere. So let's get on with the interview. She's an award-winning hotelier who's been, oh gosh, so excited about the hospitality industry. I met Christine, when she was, uh, we were on a panel together and I said, who is this person I'm going to be on a panel with? And I went, wow, there's a lot here. 30 years in the resort and hospitality services. She has started a company called the wise pineapple. And we're going to find out, I know pineapple and hospitality, they belong together. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. She's written a great book called yes is the answer Four steps, four steps to always saying yes, available on Amazon. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chef. I'm so honored to be here with you. This is just fantastic. Thank well, you. I'm excited that you're here. So the wise pineapple, let's talk about the pineapple. What does that mean to the hospitality world? Okay, well, first and foremost, most people probably know that the pineapple is a symbol of hospitality. I don't think uh, they do. Yes. So but now people, they do. Yeah. Well, if you didn't know, now you do know it. Yeah. Um, but also everything I do is to help people be confident, empowered, and lead from the heart. And if you think about that little pineapple quote, stand tall, be confident, wear your crown, be empowered, and be sweet on the inside, lead from the heart. And that's what being a wise pineapple is all about. Oh, I, so is that the actual... A definition of why a pineapple is a symbol of hospitality is stand tall, the crown, the you know sweetness, or is that Absolutely. something you created? That's just a cute little poem that someone made, and I just tapped into it and loved it so much. However, the the real history is centuries old. It's back when you know ships used to come in with cargo, and then they go out. And if you had placed a pineapple on your front porch, that meant you were available for dinner or for lodging. And that's oh, how it became wow. the symbol of hospitality. I had no idea. I knew it was the symbol of hospitality, but now this is, this is, I'm all, I love, by the way, my number one reason for doing these interviews is how much I get to learn. So thank you. Right. So you have been in hotel management for how many years? 
So I have been since 1987. <laughs> so this year in February, it'll be 34 years that I've been in hospitality. And that's, wow. that's actually hotels. But prior to that, I started working when I was 13 in restaurants. Right. So you understand that, but you were manager of the year at Marriott. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's impressive. That's like a small little hotel chain, yeah. Marriott. Yeah. Okay. And, and you've got great stories behind that. Yes. And it was my very first GM position. So to uh, win only three years later, uh, general manager of the year was really quite an honor. Wow. Wow. So what do you feel if you could say there's three things that made me uh, get nominated and eventually win? What were those strategies, tactics, whatever you put into place that really made a difference? Can we limit it to three? I know there's so much here I could I could talk about. Well, but first and foremost, it's I always say I've had award-winning properties at every single hotel I've been at in some form or fashion, whether it was my award or the hotel award. And I always tell people it is, I am not smarter than any person in any room. I'm a regular girl from the mean streets of Hanover Park. <laughs> and, but it's the culture that I bring to each hotel that really makes a difference. And it wasn't until at some point where I realized I think it's me. I think it's what I'm, I think it's the stuff I'm doing that's making up this success. I, and it came to me in a, like a, a light bulb, but it really, number one is loving your people, empowering your people and creating this culture where people love to come to work. Yeah. Wow. So let's look at number three, because loving your people is something you just have to do from your heart. Uh, empowering people. I think everybody understands what empowering people means, letting them do what they're good at and giving them the opportunity. Uh, did you hear the story? That, uh, I just wrote about it. The Horst Schultz story um, about the housekeeper who uh, found the laptop from a guest that uh, this was just in my a recent newsletter. I think I know what you're referring okay. to. Yeah. And so uh, what happened was, you know, and, and at the Ritz Carlton and Horst Schultz is the first president co-founder of the Ritz Carlton hotel chain. Now a Marriott property, I might add. Um, yes. the, the chain is part of Marriott. Um, this housekeeper uh, was informed. Well, I guess the guy panicked. He'd gotten to Hawaii, realized he left his laptop. The housekeeper found it in the room. Um, or maybe was the one that found it. And rather than just, you know, she took it upon herself to do what was right. They're allowed to spend up to $2,000 uh, on each guest to make it right for the guest. Even though it wasn't the hotel's fault, she felt this was an opportunity to be amazing. And she jumped on the very next plane from the mainland USA to Hawaii to personally deliver this laptop computer. And it's not like she stuck around when she landed. No, she got it to the guest and then jumped on the plane and came right back. And uh, thought that was a wise way to spend her money and time. Now, she could have been reprimanded, but instead she was applauded, although she was also taught that maybe next time you could put it in an overnight package or go to the airport and see if they can put it on the next flight and take it for you. But she had the right idea. And, and so uh, Horace said, you know, what was I going to tell her? I, I, she did what we wanted her to do. And we want everybody to know that it's okay to do this kind of thing. So we all know what empowering is, right? The third one, getting people to love to come to work. Mm -hmm. What are the secrets of that? Creating that environment where you feel welcomomed, loved, and empower, and empower honestly, those are the things. 
the, the, um, I talk about culture all the time. It's one of my mad passions. And I tell leaders every single day, I, I, I have such a soapbox for this particular topic, um, that the most important thing you do every day is huddle. And you know what I'm talking about when I say huddle, right? That 15 minute stand up meeting pre-shift uh, that you, you, you talk about your culture. A lot of companies will have this great onboarding and talk about what their mission and vision and all of those great things are, but then, on, then it ends on day one. It's how you pull it through every day that's going to create this environment and huddles your place to do this every day. Yep. So you do a daily huddle. Some companies do a weekly huddle. The point is it's, it's you get to be with a manager, supervisor, leader who is going to lead a short meeting, could be five to 10 minutes long. You said 15, that's not that long. And you discuss topics of need. You remind people what's important. You reinforce, reinforce your values. This is your opportunity to do that. Absolutely. And I can tell you the four things, the four pieces of criteria that I wrap my huddle in every single day. And I'll ask you, this, this all started from an article I read back in the 90s before the internet. <laughs> and I, I, uh, it said, what is the number one reason people leave a job? They asked thousands and thousands of people across many dif disciplines and industries. What do you think the number one reason is? Well, everybody would say money, but we know it's not that. I know the number one reason, and that is the, your boss. Yeah, right. And what's your boss not doing? If you do a really great job and appreciation, they're not showing exactly. appreciation. Exactly. The number one reason people leave a job is because of they're not feeling recognized or valued. Think about it. We work 40 plus hours a week. And if we come every, every day, every week and deliver, and we're never being recognized for the value we bring, that weighs on you. And I can tell you, I could pay you $5 more an hour. And that might be exciting for a week or so, but that's going to wear off as you're still not getting recognized or valued. The money is not the number one reason. So the three things that came after recognition were information to do my job well, yep. training to continue to do my job even better and grow in the company. And fourth is to have goals. I love this quote, happiness happens on the road to fulfillment. And if you can deliver these four things to your team every day, recognize them and value them, give them information so they can do their job well, train them and keep growing them, and give them ways to win every day, goals. That's how you keep this healthy culture. Wow. I, I love this. And this applies to not just the hotel, but really any business, B2C, B2B, even, gosh, imagine if the government took these four ideas, yes. what we could do. Uh, to, by the way, uh, the new uh, administration is looking for a director of customer experience uh, to be a cabinet member. And, uh, you know, my wife <laughs> says, this could be your new job. I go, well, then, what would I do after four years? You know, maybe eight years. Uh, I guess by that time, it'd be time for me to probably uh, say good night, sayonara, adios. But, but um, you know, it's, it's more than just when you think of the customer experience person at that level, it's not just us as management implementing these ideas or even leadership of a large staff at a hotel or a, or a business. When you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees and divisions, there's data, there's, a, you know, all the programs, but can you imagine that would be a really cool job? I would do that for 15 minutes. 
<laughs> Just to say, I was on the cabinet and uh, helped the, the president uh, create a better service experience. That's fantastic. Hey, you know what? We're going to take a break. And when we come back, this is what we're going to spend part two of our interview on. Yes is the answer. Four steps to always say yes. Available at Amazon. We're coming right back. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. That's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Christine Trippy, And this time, this segment of the show, we're going to talk about the book. Yes is the answer. Four steps to always say yes. Now, before you launch into this, impossible. <laughs> you can't it. say yes every single time. Now, I know that. And I've interviewed people who talk about we want to have this yes mentality but what that means is you don't have to say yes. You just have to find ways not to say no. Exactly. Is that part of it or is that, uh, am I on the wrong track here? That's exactly it. And, it, and again, it's a, you know, this four step process. Um, and, and for the listeners out there, I want you to think about right now, what are some of your hard no questions that you get all the time? And I'm going to throw out some from hospitality that, that might ring a bell for you hospitality or people. Um, I'm platinum. Can I get an upgrade? Or um, I'm having a wedding and I love glitter. Can I have glitter on all the tables? <laughs> or, and, and we know the answer, by the way, is is in some hotels, even if you're a high level, not all of them buy into the whole program. OK, mm -hmm. uh, I just recently uh, changed a reservation because I found out that my platinum status at a particular or, or my what I thought was the highest level status at a particular hotel chain is not even though it's part of that chain is not honored. No upgrades in the rooms, no free breakfast, none of that which is fine. Okay. Uh, and they explained why, and I was okay with that, but I still changed the reservation. Um, and anyway, uh, I, there was something, Oh, the glitter on the table. What a mess to clean up. You have to hire, you would probably let them have glitter if they would pay for the cleaning, but what would that cost? Right. And then, and then there's even, or even going into, can I get a smoking room? There's all these really hard no's in your businesses. And what, what, and you, you can think about it, just even thinking about it, you, I can see your face is when we get confronted with that hard no, the anxiety of the confrontation lets us do bad things. And we go in our brain, it's all, it's science. Our brain goes into fright or flight. And so we get that confrontation, that anxiety, and we just respond, no, I'm sorry, unfortunately. And when you have to say, no, I'm sorry, unfortunately, you shrink in your confidence, you shrink in your tone of voice, and you just kind of start to melt down. Or it's either one way you're unconfident or the other way is you're fighting and you're just rude. No, ma'am, not there, not back. Uh-uh. Yeah, you're not getting that at all. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those two ways. And if I could give one gift to all service providers, it would be 
this, this, this method of four steps. And that's why I wrote the book to, to share this with the world. Um, and it came from one of my failures of, of trying to give yes, um, that I really started to get deep about how do you say yes? So uh, I can start. I can. How do you say yes when you can't say yes? Exactly. So I can share with you. Let, let's just begin as a sample with the first step. The very first step, and it might sound ridiculously simple, is to make friends first. We are so caught up by that anxiety of the confrontation that it lets us just blurt it out. However, if you stop, take a breath, and make friends first, you start to build a relationship rather than starting off on that, that negative defensive side. And as you're making friends, you not only diffuse the person in front of you, but you're diffusing yourself to come out of that fright or flight. And then it opens your brain up to be creative on what I can do, which is step two. Okay. And it is science. <laughs> um, so let me just paint a picture because I'm a visual learner myself and I wouldn't just paint this picture. There's a question I asked just to kind of temper the feel of if the, this hotel or this company needs this yes training. And if I'm going out to do um, an operational visit or a deep dive at a hotel, I'll call in advance and I'll say, hey, I'm coming into Phoenix for the first time. And I was wondering, do you have an airport shuttle? Now, Chef, what do you think is the number one answer I hear? No. Yes, you are correct. Oh, the, oh yes, they do. Or no is the correct no, answer. No, you are correct. Yeah. You are correct. No. Okay, actually, not yes, they have a shuttle. Right, exactly. No, they don't. And the only, the only time I hear yes is if they do have a shuttle. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Again, start with step one. I just told you that I'm coming into Phoenix for the first time. Take a breath. Welcome, thank you for choosing our hotel for your first trip to Phoenix. You are gonna love it. We offer a negotiated rate with XYZ limo. Can I make you that reservation? Or you can choose to use a lift or we recommend the light rail. You can pick up right from the, the, the airport, which works best. So let me, let me, let me uh, role play with you. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm calling, ring, ring, and you answer the phone. Uh-huh. Say hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's part of the role play. <laughs> hey, um, I'm coming to Phoenix for the very first time, and I think I want to stay at your hotel. Uh, do you guys have a hotel shuttle? Thank you so much for choosing our hotel for your first trip to Phoenix. Are you gonna? Are you coming in for any special reason? Yeah, I have a business trip. Oh, wonderful! Great, you're gonna love our uh, Wi-Fi. It's so strong. <laughs> I have to throw in an extra little while there. <laughs> um, we recommend uh, we have a negotiated rate with XYZ Limo. They can pick you up for only $45 to and from the airport. Or if you prefer, we recommend Lyft or there's a light rail at the airport that will only cost you $15. Which works so, for you. Yeah, so you don't have um, um, the, the shuttle. You don't have it. Thank you so much for asking. We have a shuttle that will take you in the air and the area for within five miles. And for that airport shuttle, we recommend Lyft or that light rail. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I like that you did that. It's it's a deflection. It's a way to give an answer. And you know, there's going to be some hard headed people that are going to drill you. We get it. And the best people are, are able to get through that. And I think whenever that does happen, where somebody decides to ask I think the second question was not unreasonable, but if I came at you a third time or a fourth time, um, you might 
you know, uh, it, it would cause somebody to become defensive. I also think that customer is becoming, uh, is testing you, is <laughs> testing your metal. So, and, you know, and that, that absolutely can happen. And going right back to that. So you don't have a shuttle to the airport. Yes, that is correct. We offer a recommendation and a negotiated yeah. rate, you know, so you can be very, very upfront, but again, it's telling them what you do have. And yeah, if right. you're going to get to that point where you're in a situation, you might be in more of a problem resolution situation rather than a, uh, a service situation. Right. And then, got it, and then got it. problem resolutions handled a little different. Yeah. And we, we'll go back to that, but I want to make sure in the time we have, we get to steps three and four. Yeah, sure. So yeah. So then three and four is offer options and be, which we, which you did yeah. and you did beautifully and be creative. And I'll tell you with, with offering options, we're pretty much all three-year-olds walking around the globe. We want what we want. We want it our way. And we don't like being told what to do. So when you say, when you dictate to somebody what they need to do, then that's off-putting. And even if it's okay with you, because you were told what to do, it's off-putting and you challenge it oftentimes. But when mm. I say, I'll give you an example, like a smoking room. Uh, thank you so much for choosing our hotel for your first trip to Phoenix. We, we know we're going to give you a great uh, hospital stay, whatever. Um, and then you can, they ask for a, sm a smoking room. Hi, here's what we can do. How about we put you on the first floor? It'll be right next to our outdoor experience where there's a smoking area. How does that work for you? Yep. So then let's say they come back and say, no, you know what? I'm on vacation. I'm a smoker. I'm not going to be happy unless I can smoke in my room. Absolutely. Go right back to step one. Make friends first. Thank you so much for letting me know your priority. We can place you in that, that, that first floor room or we can charge you $250 per day and we'll make that a smoky room. Right, because we have to clean the room and aerate the room. How about this? We'd love to have you. However, I know there's a hotel down the street that has a smoking room. Would you ever do that? Absolutely, and I teach that too. And I say, now let's just say that, that, that offering a smoking room for 250 a day is not something you're even willing to do. Then again, if we're leading from the heart, we want the best for the person in front of us. So again, say, I know our hotel would provide the best service for you. However, if this is your priority, let's find you a hotel that offers a smoking room because I want you to have a great first trip to Phoenix. And that's okay yep. because that's not your I customer. think it's okay too. I think, and actually I think that's brilliant. And I'm so glad that you're sharing that sometimes it's okay to say uh, you're not the right person for us. Uh, you know, I, I talk to the executives over at Southwest Airlines and I tell them how much I love their airline. But at the same time, I also love my first class free upgrades when I'm flying on another airline where I have super high level status. And uh, sometimes I'm in a quandary uh, as to which to do so uh, and what to do. And she made it real easy for me. She says, Shep, she goes, we'd love to have your business. And by the way, I do fly. I, I think they, for the right reason, they're a great airline, okay? And she goes, we know we're not the right airline for everyone, but we want to love them. And it, you can see a letter that's been made public from their first chairman, Herb Kelleher, I believe he's the first chairman. Um, and uh, he, he, there was a, a customer that wrote uh, to him, irate about something. And he starts off by saying, first of all, thank you for flying Southwest. I just want you to know that we love you, but we recognize that we can't meet your needs. 
So we suggest going, I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you exactly what's in the letter, but basically suggest trying another airline. We hope that you'll come back again one day. Love, Herb. He signs it, love Herb. I love that. You know, just you mentioned a few minutes ago about breakfast not being included for Platinums. That was one of our, our uh -huh. all-time hardest no's at the courtyard because Platinums do not receive um, free breakfast. Uh, and that was very confusing for them. So, so, but again, we had our tip, our traditional yes answer for that. But one thing I would like to tell people when they're talking about that is that's the best thing about Marriott is that we have a brand for every traveler. And if free breakfast is something that's really important to you, here's the brands you want to travel with. And you still get your Bonvoy points and you still get your great service. And, and these are the brands. Same thing with pets. Some hotels are pet friendly, some are not. Here's how you can deliver that yes answer. Yep. So you give them the alternative. I remember going to Baskin Robbins ice cream parlor and uh, I wanted my quarterback crunch ice cream. And they said, I'm sorry, we're out of that, but try this. And I did. And it's my new favorite. <laughs> and, see, and, I, and this is what I would t teach um, my participants that, uh, okay, so you said, I'm sorry, but try this. Instead, that was one of my favorite flavors too. How about uh, you try this and see what you think of the, uh, this new flavor? You know, right. rather than saying, no, I'm sorry, unfortunately, because yep. often- Well, you got to tell them, why, why can't I have my quarterback crunch? Yes. We're out of it. We don't have it anymore. Exactly. However, there's this great flavor that I found that you might love. You know, that's, exactly. yeah, I get it. And I think using that word, but was probably a mistake on my part. Well, however, is something I teach as a transition word to always use over unfortunately or but. However, mm -hmm. is such a much better transition um, when you have to transition that conversation. And here is the real strategy of yes is the answer. It's understanding what your hard no's are and then practicing with your team, identifying, okay, for example, upgrades, okay? As I, as I cross the country, I'll ask every front desk associate, what is an upgrade here at your hotel? And every single time they tell me it's a suite. And I say, okay, let's think about what upgrade means. It is extra value. Anything that can be extra value is upgraded from what they booked. So it could literally be um, a, a corner room that's a little more spacious, a, a room with a, a view, a room with a robe and slippers. It could be anything if you articulate what that extra value is. You know what? This room's going to come with enhanced Wi-Fi. We're going to put you in the premium. Same room, extra value. Yep. If you say, thank you so much for being a Platinum Elite member, and then go into what I have available today, I'm gonna upgrade you to a room that has extra internet Wi-Fi. I've even yep. done, this room comes with a high five and a smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you have my personality, you can get away with that. <laughs> right, right, and, and if you can't tell, she has that personality. Well, we're out of time. Oh. Uh, you've given us a lot of information. I just wanna make a point that we've talked a lot about the hospitality business and specifically hotels. But just think of this as a metaphor for your business. Where are your hard no's? This four-step process, make friends, what can you do? Offer options, be creative. These are four excellent options and, or a step-by-step -step process to getting to a happy resolution rather than having to do a hard no. One last question. You're going to get 30 seconds to answer it because we're over time. And I knew we would be because you and I have hours and hours of content to talk about. Um, 
if you were to leave our audience with one last idea, what would it be? All right. So thinking about that last thought, I'd like to share with your listeners, energy times execution equals your sweet results. After a great podcast, whichever one you listen to, you might be feeling energized, but it's the ideas or the conversation and the execution of them that are going to get you those street results. So thinking about what you just listened to, what's just one thing that you will do now after tuning in? Is it by the book? Is it identify your hard nose? Is it turning a, a transaction into an experience? Identify that one thing you're going to take away and go and execute to get that sweet result. Love it, love it, love it, love it. The wise pineapple she is, Christine Trippy, the author of Yes is the Answer, Four Steps to Always Say Yes. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. This was great. Thanks for being here. And I can't wait to interview you for the TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. It's going to be an outstanding interview. And you know what? We're going to be back next week with another outstanding interview for this show, our podcast, Amazing Business Radio. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.